Welcome back to A Church in the City, a podcast by Downtown Christian Church. On this episode, Chris will continue the Advent 2020 series, sharing his thoughts on joy. Jesus came and humbled himself so that we could walk in joy because of the finished work that he paid for us. Let's listen in as Chris expands more on I'm going to talk about joy. This is the third week of Advent where I'm going to be speaking on joy. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Dan started this series amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. It, 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 it's literally, I'm, it's still consuming my thoughts, if you will. And, and, and Dan, Dan spoke on hope a um, couple of weeks ago, but when he said something, he goes, faith shapes our hope. It was amazing to imagine, because, you know, um, they say hope deferred makes the heart sick. And if you're sick, you're not going to have joy. But man, hope. What does it look like to have faith shape our hope? It, 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 it just, I'm like, I can't, I can't shake that off because what am I full of? And then it, am I full of what I want to see happen? Am I full of faith in Jesus Christ? So when the scripture that came alive to me was um, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes we're still believing God. We're still trying to trust God. Another scripture that jumped out with me was, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you might abound in the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about joy, but that hope was so amazing because if we don't have hope, we'll never have joy, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And we need to have hope in what? In, in the faith of Jesus Christ. And it says this, let me read this again. It said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God's not even asking us to stand in that hope and alone. He's not asking us to do it alone. He's not asking us. He's saying by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is that amazing? And I love it. Then Kevin comes in and um, and he speaks on love, amazing message last week. I mean, they set me up for a win. And hopefully I'm going to set Jamie up um, for um, final, close this thing out. But man, it, it, about the love of God, it was so good. But uh, he said something that wrecked me. And we all know some of this stuff, right? But when it hits you between the eyes and becomes alive, it's amazing. He said, you know what's the amazing thing about God's love? God came himself for us. God himself. He didn't send, he didn't send anybody. He didn't send his best prophet. He didn't send his best man, if you will. He came himself. Jesus came himself. And that's what we're celebrating, right? Christmas, but not only celebrating his birth, but we're celebrating his death, burial, and resurrection, that Jesus is alive. That's where joy starts rising up. That's where joy starts rising up. That's where God wants to start transforming us in the finished work of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. God himself came. Is that amazing? Jesus says this in John 15, 11. He's talking about being in the vine. He talks about this, and he says this. He goes, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. That my joy remain in you, that your joy will be full. Jesus is telling us how to keep ourselves full of joy. His joy remains in us that our joy might be full. 
If we're after trying to find joy or go back to hope or even love, and we're trying to do this in our own strength or we're trying to do this because of our circumstances, I tell you, it's tough right now. I, I'm reminiscing and I'm planning. Obviously, I'm in, we're in leadership in church as well as in business, and we're already planning for the new year. Like, and to be honest with you, I'm going to be very transparent. I can't wait to get rid of this year, okay? I mean, I just, this has been a crazy year. I'm, I mean, so much fear, so much, you know, we have, we're going, our country's going, or the world's going through a pandemic and all this stuff. But what do we do as believers? What do we do as sons and daughters of the living God? What do we do? We've got to keep our joy, for the joy of the Lord's our strength. We, and how do we keep that joy? If we measure that joy by only circumstances and situations that God's trying to do, or, or, or circumstances that we're facing, and not keeping our eyes on Jesus, we're going we're gonna to come short. That's where that hope comes in. Hope. We need to have even joy fill ourselves. And I like this. What was, what was Jesus' joy? He said, let my joy remain, remain in you that your joy might be full. What was Jesus' joy? You and me are Jesus' joy. We're Jesus' joy. It says this in um, Hebrews 12, 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, he, he sat down at the right hand of the throne room of, of God, right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, we're hit by hit, hit, we are his joy that he endured the cross. We are the joy for him, because he endured a cross for us. So I want to talk about joy that's, that's his, that remains in us, a joy that we're complete in him. And I want to talk a few minutes on the finished work of Christ. Lisa was saying a little bit about, by his stripes we're healed. I mean, sometimes we're going all over trying to find things to fix us. We're trying to find things to fix our situation and our circumstances, our feelings, our emotions. We're trying to, our bodies, our physical bodies, our minds. I mean, I mean, anxiety is, is, just, is rapid in this, in this country right now. Fear and anxiety has this, is trapping so many people. Um, sickness, obviously, we're, we're going through a pandemic, all this, and we're, and, and, or circumstances, and people are losing their jobs, all this stuff, and this stuff is serious stuff. This stuff is stuff that is life-changing stuff. So don't let me say it's not. But there's got to be something bigger than our circumstances. There's got to be some type of hope you know, in, in that love of God that Kevin and um, Dan talked about, and to keep our joy, and it's called Jesus Christ. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He said his joy was us, that he went to the cross for us. God himself came down and died on the cross. And when he, said he, when he died, he said, it's finished. It's finished. So if we can start to position ourselves or posture ourselves into a, a life of joy saying, my circumstances don't dictate my joy. The, my faith dictates my joy. The faith in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. By his stripes I'm healed. He's delivered me from the lies of this world, from the strongholds of this world, from the brokenness of this world. We can really be people that be so full of joy knowing that we can be set apart unto him. Romans 12, 2 says, excuse me, 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. So often, we keep trying to change ourselves. What do you mean? I believe if you're a child of God and you gave your life to Jesus Christ, he's your Lord, you become a new creation according to the word of God. You don't need to be changed. You're not trying to change who you are. You're trying to change what you see yourself and how you think. I'm sorry, camera guys. I'm getting, <laughs> I, <laughs> sorry, I'll try to stay put a little bit. Um, 
and at home as well. Think about this. We're still trying to change ourselves. I tell you what, if you're going to try to change yourself and you're going through strugglings, I mean, um, shoot, my brain. Um, Jamie had a great word about um, freedom. Like, you don't have to be in that water to be baptized to leave, that, leave your addictions. Jesus sets you free from your addictions. Amen. The water just is a declaration of your faith. But I'm telling you what, God wants to set us free. Jesus wants to set us free. But, it, but we're, if we're trying to change ourselves or trying to change our circumstances or trying to change how we feel, we're going to get disappointed and we're going to lose our joy. But if we begin to put our eyes on Jesus and say, hey, my faith is in Jesus, our joy can rise back up. We can say, look, so what, if we truly believe that we're we, the finished work of Christ, that we're completing Christ, because that's what the Bible says in Colossians, that we're completing Christ in the Godhead and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then we can say, okay, my problem is, not us trying to change. We're already been changed. We're already a new creation. We're already covenant children of God. We're already through adoption, sons and daughters of God. And, and Romans 8, 15 says we can cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. Then we got to start working on our minds. Our biggest problems is between our ears. A man thinking his heart so is he. So if we think we're, if we think we're going down, if we think there's, there's no way and there's no hope, then our, then our faith is not shaping our hope. Which not, and we're not walking and trusting that love, and then we will lose our joy. We will lose our joy. And I'm telling you, that's what the enemy wants. He, the Bible says, and Peter, he, he roars like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. You know, what, you know how he starts to devour the body of Christ? When he starts stealing our joy. When we start feeling hopeless. We start feeling defeated. And man, there's some crazy stuff going on in this world right now. But God, Jesus is bigger than this world, right? Jesus is bigger. My joy has to be in Jesus. It can't be in my feelings or in my emotions or in my circumstances because it's going to let me down. Even Jesus himself say, said, we would have tests and trials. He said, be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. Is that amazing? We all know this stuff. I'm not saying nothing new, but do we believe it? Do you believe it? That Jesus is bigger than your circumstance. Jesus is bigger than our circumstances. If we start to believe that, we'll start shaping our hope. Great message. I'm telling you, I'm, I listened to it yesterday again. We start shaping our hope and we'll be full of God and full of his love. And we'll actually be the light of the world and the salt to the earth. Who's going to rise up in this broken time? Who's going to rise up in this crazy world right now if it's not the sons and daughters of the living God? If it's not the church of Jesus Christ? If it's not us? Man, I tell you, me, even myself, I mean, I've been feeling so sorry for myself. I've been struggling. I've been feeling lonely. Anybody ever feels lonely? I'm feeling like I'm, over, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Now, I know principles about letting overwhelming us turn into fear, so I try to nip that in the bud. But sometimes, I'm just being honest. You ever just feel like, man, is it ever going to end? Is it ever going to end? I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. I'm feeling alone. When I feel alone, guess what? I'm believing a lie. Whoa. I'm just talking about myself, so don't get mad at me if you're feeling alone. But if I can help you today at home or in this room, if you're feeling alone, you're believing a lie. Because God says he's here. His presence dwells in us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. So we bring ourselves back about transforming our minds. Let's go back to Romans 12 too. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind that you will know what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. 
Don't be conformed to the lies of the enemy or the lies of this world. And this was confusing when everything around us looks like it's going hell in a handbasket. Am I allowed to say that on live streaming? I guess I just did. <laughs> Had to bleep that out. No, sir, if everybody believes that, just the world's going. But we're not in this world. And we don't have to believe that. We don't have to be conformed to that. But we can be transformed, which is actually like a butterfly, excuse me, a caterpillar to a butterfly, metamorphosis. Did I say that right, Kevin? Kevin has a great teaching on that. But seriously, we can actually be transformed. So if we truly know this, and I have no clue at my time, oh, okay, I know it is now. Um, we, if we truly believe this, then we can start changing our posture and our positioning from a place of victory, a place of sonship and daughtership, a place of, you know, um, of, 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 of completion in Christ. And we can learn to start transforming our minds. So when we're struggling, and we start, because we, there's days we're gonna struggle, there's tests out there, there's circumstances that, don't, that, that, that are hard for us, we can learn to bring our minds into his word and, and, and back into his truth. Because if my, my circumstances are facts, they're facts. You might have a, a horrible situation you're going through, and that's a fact. Doesn't mean it's the truth that you have to stay there. It could be a fact that you're going through this. It could be a fact you do feel lonely. I've, I've, sometimes I feel lonely. I, um, not this Wednesday, four days ago, but the Wednesday before that, it was really rough. I, wanted to, I just wanted to quit. You know, anybody ever want to just quit? Like quit your job, quit everything? Okay, me, okay, I'm just being, not kill yourself. I didn't want to, nothing that serious. But you know, you just want to say, I'm done, I'm done, you know? I mean, this is me. I mean, like, this is two weeks ago. Okay, and I went home very, very deflated. But you know what? I've learned, and I want to help you learn, that that's not okay. And that's not truth. That's my emotions. That's my feelings. By Thursday morning, I woke up so full of hope and so full of vision that I'm transforming my company, because I own a company, transforming our leadership, and I'm believing I'm going to transform lives. And not because I'm a leader in a church, because I'm a child of the king. It's not a title. The only identity I have is Jesus is my Lord and I'm his, I'm his kid. I'm a child of the king. When we begin to start believing that, yes, that's right, God loves me. I'm his king. Uh, he's my king. He's my Lord. And I'm his beloved. And I belong to him. You'll have joy rising up. And we begin to take our circumstances and bring them to Jesus' feet or our, our, our tests and trials or our struggles and we actually give them to God. We can truly re- receive joy. But what we're doing, we give them to God and we want God to pluck us out. We want God to fix it instantly. He fixed it 2,000 years, years ago on the cross. But what I always say, we want to go from, pluck us from A, the trials, and put us in B. Just get us out of here. Take us from one to another. But you know what? Sometimes God says, you know what? I'd rather walk this, I want to walk with this. I want to walk through this, through this valley, if you will. I want to walk this through you. I want to show you how good I am. Sometimes you can experience God's peace, God's joy, God's love like never before. When you're going through the worst times ever, when he shows up because you're looking towards him, you're not looking at your circumstances, you're not looking at your feelings, you're looking towards Jesus and that joy will rise up like this is the answer. And then Chris, is it that simple? I'm sorry to say, no, I'm not sorry. I'm glad to say yes. It doesn't change our circumstances sometimes. I should wear a mask. I'm spitting all over. Stay six feet away from me. It doesn't change it doesn't change our circum. It doesn't. It, it changes our heart. When I'm never ever trying to discount trials and tribulations or circumstances or situations, I know it's tough. 
But I'm telling you, just one minute with God's presence, one refocusing our minds towards Jesus, looking towards Jesus, it starts transforming our minds. What does his word say about it? How many times he said, if you would believe, you would believe, if you would believe. And think about this. If we're truly going to have joy, we're going to have to be joy in what Christ already did. If we're waiting for God to do something for us, if we're waiting for God to fix our problems or, or come and um, change us, when he already changed us, if you're a believer, we need to let God change the way we think. If he changes the way you think, he'll change the way you behave. And we can truly be that light to the world and that salt to the earth. We can truly be men and women of God that can bring a good news, the gospel, the good news to all our community where we go. But if the enemy can beat us up and knock the church down, we should be set apart somehow. People say, I know we're going through the same stuff everybody else is going, but something inside us is that people say, there's something about you is different. There's something about you is different. What is it? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's Jesus. Jesus. I don't want people remembering me. I want people remembering Jesus. You know, Jesus said this. He goes, if you see me, Philip, you see the Father. I want people to see Jesus when they see me. Sometimes they don't see Jesus, <laughs> trust me. But I want them to see Jesus. And I want my mind focused on him. I want my heart set on him. And I, want, I want my faith to start shaping my hope so I can walk in that joy. If your hope is defeated, you won't have joy. It's so true. And, you know how, many, and how many times when we start getting discouraged, we forget about how much God loves us. We forget how good he is. We forget about his promises. We forget about his, his word and his commit, commitment towards us. We're too busy focusing on the frustration or the pain or the hurt, which is real, guys. I'm not trying to say stick your head in the sand and bury it. No, I'm saying take that pain, that hurt, that loneliness, that frustration, and you give it to Jesus. You give it to Jesus. And then when it tries to jump on you the next day, you just give it back to Jesus. You talk the next day, you give it back to Jesus. Tries to come on you the next day, you give it back to Jesus. And by the way, after you do that after a while, you start building some spiritual muscles, right? You've seen Scott come in and, you know, he took, that's, 20 years of building muscles. <laughs> no, that's 20 years of building muscles. But guess what? You can start building spiritual muscles. This is not who I am. I'm not defeated. I'm not weak. I'm not unworthy. I'm not broken. I'm not defeated. I'm complete in Christ Jesus. And that should produce joy in us. Even though we're fighting or going through a situation or circumstances, amen? I, th- I want to start a revival. Everybody goes, amen, woo! I tell you what, something happened here today with the baptism. This will be something that will be going on. This ain't the first time. This is many times. So whoever wants to get baptized, start telling us now, we'll set something up for next month. If you haven't been baptized since you believed, you need to be baptized. It's amazing. I can't wait to hear some of the testimonies. But I'm telling you, God wants to do something to, in his church today, and, it, and it's us. But if we're defeated and we're not walking that joy, we're not walking in that hope and faith in him, are we believing? What do you need to believe for? So sometimes I'll talk to someone and go, how's it going? Oh, I'm struggling, brother. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What should I pray for you? What do you want to start believing? See, see, we're like, oh, and don't get me wrong. We need empathy. We need to love people. But we, sometimes we think love is saying, oh, really? Oh, I'm, I'm down now too. 
Oh, really? You're heavy? I'm heavy now too. Really? You're discouraged? I'm kind of discouraged now too. Some of us is going to say, you know what? I'm sorry to hear that. But what are, let's, what are you believing for? What are you believing for? Let's believe and put our trust back in Jesus. Can, can Jesus do it? Because according to God's word, all things are possible with God. What if we become a church that's so fired up and so full of joy that we believe the impossibility, that we believe that all things are possible? Who believes that all things are possible? Raise your hand. I want to see that. Come on. If you don't, start believing it because that's God's word. I didn't say that. This word said that. That's God said that. The living word of God. I'm not saying this is the living word of God. I'm saying the revelation that comes from this through the Holy Spirit is the living word of God. And you let the Holy Spirit show you that his word is true, that all things are possible. Amen? God wants to speak to us through his word. He wants to speak to us. He wants us to believe him at his word. Will you believe? Will you believe? And you know what? It's so powerful to have community. And it's so powerful to have one another because sometimes we need each other. And I think that's, that's, that's the mandate of the church, amen? But it's, you know what the best success is? To learn how to run to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit yourself. To have an intimate, personal relationship with the Holy Spirit that God can show you his love and he can teach you. And all of a sudden you read this word, you know, and all of a sudden something just comes alive. Dan wrecked me. My faith shapes my hope. So I just talked two minutes about believing. If we stop believing, what do you think our hope is going to look like? And if our hope's deferred, how do you think our joy, how are we going to walk in joy? That makes sense? I think God's less complicated than we think he is. And I think if we allow the Holy Spirit to show us, we can walk in victory. I'm not saying we walk, we're gonna be test or trial free, but I say we can walk through victory. We can see his glory. We can see the supernatural come and invade our natural. See, that's another thing. We're just human. Well, if you're a believer, one third of your wall, wall, Holy Ghost. We do not have to be stuck. As, as normal men and women. Matter of fact, Paul rebukes the Corinthians and says, you're acting like mere men. You're just acting like natural men. You're just acting like, you're just acting like normal people. He did. He rebukes them. I often wonder how often I act like this, a, a total normal, in my own strength, trying to fix things in my own ability, in my own strength, and I forget to look towards Jesus. And you know when I know that? When I start to lose my joy. Oh, I start to get discouraged. I start to feel alone. I start to look at circumstances and situations and they begin to overtake my mind. And that's my dipstick saying, Chris, Chris, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? And it brings me back to Peter. I love Peter. Peter's one of my favorite New Testament people. Lord, if that's you, let me get out of that water. Jesus says, come on, I can just see Peter. Starts, he's the only guy who walked on water other than Jesus. And he's walking on water, and the Bible says, and the storm started going up. Test trial storm. Starts going up, starts moving. He said he took his eyes off Jesus, and he began to sink. Of course, he said Jesus immediately grabbed him. But do you think Jesus grabbed him and grabbed him by the seat of his pants and said, let's get in this boat? Or do you think he says, come on, keep your eyes on me. I would love to be there. I bet you they walked around that boat a little bit. You know, amen. Come on, Peter. Sorry I asked you to come in the water, trying to get him back on the boat. 
I think Peter, he said, come on, Peter. Don't look at anything else but me. So Christian, you're telling me if we start taking our eyes off Jesus, we can start to sink? Maybe. Don't, don't kill the messenger. I'm just speaking God's word. Come on, guys. This is not stirring you up. I'm stirred up. So that's why when I get excited and I think, okay, you're not doing too bad because I'm feeling good. I'm going home and, you know, I'm going to go kick the devil in the teeth. And I don't do anything but just remind them that it's written what Jesus already said and what he's already done. Sometimes we're fighting battles that's already been won for us in Jesus Christ. We start trying to change ourselves when we've already been changed. We need to change the way we believe and the way we think. Is this good? Are you, is this good? Because I tell you, I think it's time for the church to rise up as we go on this new year. I mean, we're celebrating Christmas. We are celebrating that. And then in three weeks, it's going to be a new year. And I'm not going to dread the new year. I'm going to be happy. I'm expecting glorious things in the new year. I'm preparing my heart for the new year. I want to see God's miracles and signs and wonders in his glory. I want to see baptisms every month. I want to see this church on fire. I want to see us going on and conquering lives. Because we're so full of joy and so full of the Holy Spirit that people are getting transformed just by being around us. You said that really can happen? Well, I don't know. Peter's just walking on the street and people are getting healed by his shadows. He can't heal nobody. The glory of God was all over him. But you know what that, you know what that takes? That takes us taking time and drawing near to God and start believing him at his word and allow him to transform the way we think and the way we behave and start saying, you know what? If you're struggling with some kind of addiction, say, hey, I made you for better than that. The Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. No one's try, God's not trying to beat you up. He's trying to say, I got something for you. Stop thinking that way. Stop behaving that way. Stop believing that way. I am your God. I am your Lord. I have paid the price. Rise, my daughter. Rise, my son. And let my strength and my anointing be upon you. You know, people think it's just the people up here in front. You know, you know, you know why I'm up here in front? In the past, because I've been doing this for 30 years. I had to learn it. I grew, I didn't go to no Bible school. I went through everyday life. I tried to have a business for 30 years. That's how I tell you, you have to trust God every day. And you'll make mistakes. And you'll come short. See, we're, we're trying to get away. I got a few more minutes. Nobody's getting bored, are you? Okay. Um, got a few more minutes. But seriously, you know, you know what? I, you know my biggest problem is me sometimes. I'll make a mistake or I'll come short or I, I kind of should have, could have, would have. And I'll let myself get knocked down like, and like, just get stuck and get so mad at myself and, and start thinking I'm a failure and I could have, should have, would have. Do you know what? That's not okay. It's not okay to just wallow in your mistakes. How about rejoice in God's grace? Because it's sufficient to do all things that God called us to do. How about if we refuse to stay stuck? How about if we refuse to allow our own emotions and our own thoughts dictate us, but we go back to God's word in faith and let us start shaping the hope of what he promises so our joy can be full. I really believe that you can leave here today full of joy, full of hope, full of faith, and full of joy. I really believe that we can be people that disbelieve God at his word. And I tell you, that's what we're after. This is, that's what we should be after, helping this world who's just frustrated and stuck. And, and how can we separate ourselves like, from everybody else? How can people be drawn to us if we're, if we're not full of joy and hope? If we're just defeated like everybody else, what separates us? And I, it starts with our mind. 
It starts with our hearts believing. Who wants to start believing the goodness of God? David said this, I was young, now I'm old, and I never seen the righteous forsaken. God said, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited that people's lives are getting changed, even here at DCC. It's important. I don't care if DCC has three people in this room or 300 people in this room. It doesn't matter. People are people. I really feel, I, I actually, people are asking, what's your rest? Because, you know, sometimes in your business ministry, you're grinding, you're just working. Well, you know what my rest is? Encouraging people. When I'm worn out and I'm tired, I'm out, I got to call, so I got to go love somebody. It's addicting. I had a young man tell me that God told him to give him, to this young man, give, give $1,000 away. That, to this young man, he doesn't have it. Trust me. And this young man gave $1,000 and he goes, hey, he's telling me about this. He goes, man. I think I'm high. I go, I know. Can you be addicted to give your money away? I mean, think about it. Can we be so excited and so on fire to love people and and bring the joy of the Lord to people and the hope of the gospel, the good news to people? Can we be so on fire that we forget about our own circumstances and and stop knowing that, hey, we're going to go through that stuff? And can we get to the point that we know that we're completing Christ and we're just living a life, walking out our salvation like anybody else and we're gonna go from glory to glory? And can we start making deposits of glory as we go? Can we begin to experience the goodness of God, the supernatural that comes in and invade our natural? Is that not good? I think, I think we're foolish if we think the man of God or the man and woman who's up here has all the answers. I think we, as every one of us as a believer, should say Jesus has all the answers. And the same power that raised Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior from the dead, dwells in me according to his word. So if you're a believer, the same power that raised Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior from the dead, dwells in you. Whether you believe it or not, that's a fact, that's a truth. How about if we start activating that power, that resurrection power? And start bringing, taking the power to bring every thought and captivity obedience to Christ. Every power to bring off the arguments against God's word. Bringing, bringing his power to overcome the lies. Praying for people. I've been praying for people. I'm telling you, if anybody, anybody, has, anybody has COVID, call me. I'll be there to pray for you. Anybody needs, anybody needs um, healing, prayer for healing, I'm there. I want to pray for you. Anybody needs healing for depression or anything else, I'll pray for you. Amen. What if we all did that? What if that's the kind of people we were? Oh, you're down. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, let me tell you gospel. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? That's what the Bible says. My time is up. But hey, I got joy. Did I help anybody get a little joy today? Never, ever, ever think that your circumstances and your situation is not important to God. But remember, God's bigger than that. Jesus is our victor. Amen. If Ben can come up, I'm going to pray over us. If you guys can stand. Thank you. I want us to really receive today. I really believe, I believe that if anybody at home or anybody in this room that has anything that they might be struggling with, their mind, maybe, a, maybe, maybe I, mean, I mean, I have friends right now that have lost loved ones, and I know people are struggling. It's not easy. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this as is all, you know, but it is the truth. We can run to Jesus, and he can be the final answer. Amen?
I just want to pray. So if anybody in this room or anybody at home who just been heavy or struggling or feeling alone or anything, I'm going to pray blessing. I believe that the grace of God, the anointing of God can come and transform your heart and transform your mind. Amen. Father God, we just thank you for everybody here, everybody at home, and we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we thank you that we can be, start believing, and I pray for faith to rise up in each one of us, so it starts to begin to shape our hope. Our hope is Jesus. Our hope is Jesus. Our hope is Jesus. Our joy is Jesus, and we thank you for your great love, and I pray that none of us will leave the same way we came, or none of us will even leave this live streaming the same way we came, that will be changed from glory to glory in the image of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the finished work of Jesus. In your name, Jesus. Amen. If you would like to learn more about DCC, get involved with one of our ministries, or give to support us, you can find us at a churchinthecity.org. And you can follow us on Instagram at Downtown Christian Church for Sunday morning set lists, sermon series announcements, and more. You can also join us live on YouTube every Sunday morning for worship and teaching live from DCC. Thanks for listening.